Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series and recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BMB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss I'm in Love with the Villainess and Tear Moon Empire. So this week, the theme is Girls Isekai, or I guess Tear Moon Empire is debatably an isekai. It has the feeling of an isekai because it's a time travel, basically. Yeah, it's basically an isekai. Yeah, I mean, because it feels like that because she has all the memories of her past and she has like this book to guide her, right? Yeah, and she's doing a different life. Yeah, it's kind of like her game book. <laughs> yeah, but should we start with I'm in love with the villainess? Yeah, why not? So this one uh, is based on an Otome game, uh, except, uh, wait, yeah, it is an Otome game. And the main character is a girl who liked the game, uh, but she didn't like the male characters. She liked the villainess, who is this cute tsundere girl. And she enters the world of the game, and she tries to save the villainess from her terrible fate, which I forget what it is. It's probably death. <laughs> probably, yes. She uh, harasses and flirts with the villainess all the time, and... It's uh, quite a quite a show. She has quite the personality for a main character. They both do, honestly. They do, yes. Yeah, this one is interesting because honestly, like I wouldn't typically like either of these characters. I mean, they're entertaining to watch, but like if I were actually like a student at that school, I'd definitely steer clear of both of them. <laughs> oh, for sure. But they make a much more entertaining show by That's being true. Uh, kind of annoying and crazy. Yeah, I uh, I did find it interesting, like how the main character, her name is Ray Taylor, how she even enters in this world. Did you mention that she uh, died from like overwork or something? I actually forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, she like worked herself to death. She was a extremely like passionate, you know, not, I, I don't know if passionate is the right word, but she was just like a very hard worker, right? The, the stereotypical overly worked, um, overly tired office worker. So she um, ends up in this world and this world happened to be like the game that sort of was her balm, like her healing balm whenever she was at home. So she's got a lot of fondness for it, especially for the villainess, like you like you mentioned, whose name is Claire, by the way. And uh, yeah, she's just like overjoyed to be with this woman that she adores and uh, who does not adore her back. <laughs> and um, she just like totally ignores the game's intended love interests, these three princes, right, who they like have their interest at her in her at the start. And you see like the flags that she recognizes, you know, and then she like ignores them. (laughs) (laughs) So they kind of like fade into the background as just sort of background characters, which is hilarious, given like how the game is set up. And it's just her and Claire and Claire's other servant, right, that are mostly the main characters of this. Right. And the the princes still come off sometimes, but they're mostly like supporting her. Definitely, like they've they've definitely been relegated to the back. Yeah, <laughs> I also really like uh, the new character who showed up, the love rival. Yeah, uh, Minaria. That is the latest plot development, right? We yeah. are in the midst of that as we speak. It's a bit of a love triangle, or it was. It could have been if uh, Ray didn't just you know give up. I mean, she gave up after quite a fight, right? 
Oh, it's still a love triangle. I don't think she's going to give up uh, no. very good. No, no, of course not. <laughs> but, like, where we are now, it's a bit of a cliffhanger. She, like, definitely looks like she has given up. She's not the servant anymore. Did you see that part where she was like, I'm not going to serve you anymore? And then she, like, regrets it. And then she realizes, oh, I can't take it back. But, you know, of course she's going to take it back the next episode. Or they're not going to become servants. They're going to be lovers now. Yeah, I never really liked that aspect of the show. And that's something that's come up quite a few times. Uh, I mean, they want you to to not like it, right? Is this whole divide between nobles and commoners. I think this is like the best romance in the past year, maybe. Really? Is that what you think? I think so. I, I think the conflict is very contrived, but it's a good conflict, right? Like, it's very, uh, very emotional, and it, like, their relationship is very weird, right? I mean, it's, it's to preference, Draggle. So this is a very, like, uh, enemies to lovers, or across the divide between, you know, two opposing sides, right? Very Romeo and Juliet-esque. Exactly. I, I like their romances better if there's a conflict. If they just get along, it's boring. The, the angst and drama is right up your creek, right? Exactly. Yes. They need some angst, and they're, they're delivering on the angst here. Yeah. Uh, because personally, I, you know, I actually am a fan of enemies to lovers like you. I do like that drama. But it helps if I like the um, both characters separately a little bit more. For me, specifically, I just uh, find Claire very grating, and she does have a lot of these like ingrained beliefs about the superiority of the nobles that you just want to like slap right out of her. <laughs> I want, I would really like it if uh, Ray would stop pandering to it, you know. And like you said, maybe they'll come back together, and she won't be her fucking servant; she'll be her goddamn equal, like she already is. Exactly. Yeah, that's why this latest drama is so good. She's finally going to slap Claire. Yeah, but to be honest, I think Minaria, what's interesting about her like entrance here is that she points out that in the game, she's supposed to be the main character's like friend, right? Supposed to be her supporter in love and like helps her get the guy. And in a way, I think it's very obvious here, she's doing the same thing. Yeah. It's right? very obvious. <laughs> it's very obvious to us. You know, she appears to be the villain right now, right, to their love story. But, like, she's obviously, like, pressing the buttons to, like, help Claire realize her feelings for Ray and, like, give Ray the boost that she needs to, like, get over this belief that she has that they can never be together. Right? Exactly. Yes. So, Minari is doing God's work here. <laughs> <laughs> And I can see why all the other characters like, I like her, you know, she's a, uh, she's smooth. She's a smooth talker. She's skilled. How can you not? Yeah, she's a smooth talker. She doesn't acquiesce to the status quo. Exactly. Yeah, it's a really fun show. I think she's more interesting than like, any of the guys. Um, and, and I like her more than even Lene. Like, I know the Lene arc, which was her, um, Claire's other servant. That was mm. interesting, I guess, but I kind of got bored with it. Um, by the end, so I wasn't really that sad to see her and her brother go. Yeah, honestly, I, uh, I, I went on my trip like at the start of that arc, mm-hmm. and then yesterday I watched the end of that arc, and I forgot who she and her brother were <laughs> in between. So <laughs> she was like Claire's only confidant for such a long time. I know. 
she didn't have much leave much of an impression on me i guess that's that's what you're saying it's like it's too much too much kindness too much getting along is boring right and forgettable exactly we need the betrayal the starting the revolution (laughs) yeah i would like to see a bit of a revolution here that would be a great way to end this show because we're only a couple episodes from the end right i think we're at like episode 10 out of 12 yeah exactly so like what more could happen in two episodes I don't think we're going to see a revolution there. But. <laughs> Maybe the, the start of one beginning with like a true equality between our two female leads. Yeah, the revolution will be fought for a gay marriage. That's right. I approve. Yeah. <laughs> I also think uh, the slime is very cute. The slime is adorable. That was like such a random like thing that happened. And he just like continues to be a presence throughout the like the whole every episode. Yeah, he never does much important, but he's always there being cute. Well, we can go ahead and move on to Tier Moon Empire, if that's all you have to say. Yeah, this one will have a revolution. We're like in the midst of the revolution, and it's like not even in the country that it was supposed to be. I mean, it was originally in the first timeline, right? Yeah, but now she has changed the future. She has. For the better. For her kingdom, at least. Yes. Well, now she's saving the other kingdom, too. So I'm, this is like the kind of show where it's full of drama, but you know it's going to turn out okay in the end because it's a very like happy, silly show. I mean, I think they're both fairly predictable like that, right? They're both oh, yeah. silly, happy shows. <laughs> and, you know, they both have like the bubbly character. I think uh, the main character here, Mia, Princess Mia, she's, um, you know, I like her actually. She she is a lot more likable than Claire, for sure. <laughs> I laugh at her for, you know, she has her own, like, ingrained beliefs, right? Her own, like, oh, I must have the best of everything, and I must have it in excess, right? Because she's Marie Antoinette. But um, she's, she's a got a good ass. heart. <laughs> she does, yeah. <laughs> Even in her previous life, like, she wasn't really evil so much as just ignorant and stupid. Ignorant and stupid is the key thing, right? Like, she was... St- distracted by the finer things in life and didn't have really anyone who was like steering her the right way um it doesn't really appear like she has anyone steering her in the second life either it's just her memories of what happened before that are guiding her right right and sometimes she comes to like the completely wrong conclusion but it yeah it, uh, somehow works out <laughs> yeah i do think it's interesting now that you pointed that out i didn't think about this before is that she really does seem very alone doesn't she like she has she's a princess so she has a father and a mother right like she's right. treated like the uh, the wisdom of the kingdom like she's the one making the decisions and changing things but like how much power does a princess really have like what the fuck are her parents doing i don't know it seems like her <laughs> parents are just giving her lots of money right but like why was all the i mean i'm assuming i can't remember if her parents were executed in the first timeline or not like did, did they get just as much blame as she i think they they did it just seems like all of it's laid at her feet and that she's the one who's having to do all these changes and she's like the one that people care about like you know the face well, i think i think that's just because we're seeing it from her perspective right i guess but it does seem like all these like unintended actions of her that you know that she's doing are enacting the changes that the kingdom needed right but uh this this show i i really enjoy because it's I, I like seeing how she uh, she kind of turned herself around after her terrible experience. 
And now every time she she eats like a some coffee food, and the other characters are like, "Oh, this is disgusting," but she's like, "Oh, this is so much better than the food I ate when I was in prison for right? a year." Yeah. And when she like <laughs> doesn't hesitate to go touch, you know, the starving, dying child, and they're like, "Oh, he's filthy," she's just like, "Whatever, I was so filthy in that jail cell, right?" <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're such a, a holy saint," or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, this poor part of town, it doesn't smell that bad. And they're all like, everyone else is just gagging at the smell behind her. <laughs> yeah, she's been pretty great, like the uh, reincarnation or well, not even reincarnation. I don't know what you would want to call it. The time travel, whatever it is, has been like great for her character. Like, what if any of us could have had this opportunity to go back and fix things, you know? And she's doing a great job. Exactly. All these other isekais, they have the stupid like revenge plot where they want to get revenge on the people right? who did them gone. But she is she's just like, oh, I want to stay as far away from the person who murdered me as possible. But then she like gets dragged into meeting him, and she's like, and, and she changed her ways, right? And then she they actually, actually like her. Them. Yeah. Yeah, like they really like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like she just keeps having like PTSD of like the image of them with her head getting chopped off and they're like cheering. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. I, I, I haven't seen as much of the guillotine lately with these most recent episodes now that the book is gone. That's true. Right? But it, it was pretty funny for a long time that it was just like this chibi guillotine that's haunting her. <laughs> but you know what's interesting too is that it's like, we do, we have had other isekai where like the main character, they had a hard life in their first life and they're in this new fantastical world and they are like being very wholesome and like living life to the fullest as they enjoy it. But it gets like a different vibe and, and definitely a different reaction from you particularly. I think mostly because of Mia's character and like the way that she is like this bumbling, bumbling fortunate idiot, I guess. Right, right. Because <laughs> I'm like thinking of what was the slime show where the kid just wants to like play with slimes, but then like through it, he is able to have like a laundry, a laundromat and like everything that he does and touches turns to gold and stuff. Um, and you thought it was like boring as fuck. Exactly. But here, here yeah. you're entertained. And I think it's all it's all because of her character and her reactions to things, right? Like in the yeah. slime show, all he wants to do is like make money and build a harem or whatever. She, but Mia, she just wants to like survive. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I even liked the school arc. I know it's not usually like the most entertaining part of these kinds of shows, but I feel like they did a fairly decent job with it by keeping it minimal we haven't had that much time spent in school right she like basically went there to meet different characters and then we haven't really gone back since and her romance is really funny too (laughs) which one because i guess all of them right because she actually has like a few different options if she wanted yeah she has the uh the the one she's hanging out with now uh sion is that his name yeah, Shion, I don't know how to pronounce it. But he's like one of the ones who was originally against her, right? In the revolution. Shion's yeah. pretty cute. Like their whole interaction where he is very interested in getting to know her and she is like very much interested in avoiding him is funny. <laughs> like first at the <laughs> school, right? Where like he keeps trying to approach her and she keeps like dancing away and then she ends up having to make lunch for him. <laughs> and then exactly. like now they're trapped together and they're in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. And also uh, Evil. Is that the other one? He's such a cute kid. Yeah, I like him. And I like that she like helped him become a stronger 
man. Yeah, except that's not working out well for her because she wanted him to like stay uh, completely unknown so she doesn't get executed. Yeah, but, you know, now she's got everyone's adoration, so tough luck. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I was really interested in seeing the way that the story didn't just end with her getting away from her first ending, right? Like, the book disappeared because she was able to successfully get rid of all possibilities of her death, right? In that version. Great. But it didn't stop there. It's continuing now to attack Abel's kingdom, right? Because there was, like, inner workings. There was someone or some series of someones working to undermine her kingdom. And when that failed because of how effectively she handled it unintentionally, (laughs) um, now they're focusing on Abel's kingdom, which is a Renmo, I think. It's like a neighboring kingdom. And they're being successful there, which, yeah, that's a kind of a cool plot development, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's uh, it's kind of funny how, like, when you listen to what the revolutionaries say, you're, you're like, well, they're probably right. But we have to uh, side with our main character. <laughs> well, I think it's not saying that they're wrong and that they're, like, being fooled or tricked, like, because they're stupid. I think it's it's showing that there are inequalities, there are injustices that exist so that you know, you should pay attention to them. You should try to fix them. But that they're being taken advantage of and, like, you know, magnified for the purpose of creating a war, right? Right, yeah. Like, there could be better ways, like, I guess the way that Mia did it, right? There are different ways to try to fix it if people can just, like, calm down and sit down and think about it and talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I liked in the more recent episode how she got kidnapped by the, the revolutionaries. And she ended up, like, siding with the, the woman and, like, getting help yeah, from her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, no, well, the whole thing, okay, I thought the whole thing with the money was hilarious. Oh, where she hid the money in her dress and then she <laughs> prepared for them asking her to jump. Then yeah, and then she put it in her socks and the kids are like, I bet it's in her socks. <laughs> <laughs> Tough luck for you, kids. She had already removed the money, but you were right. Yes. <laughs> I also like how she, uh, I guess in her fast life, she grew up, but she is still totally a little kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, she is still a little kid because when we last saw her, she she was more of a young woman at that point, right? You can like see it in her character design. Right. Um, so she obviously still has a lot of growing up to do. But I mean, in, in her past life, I think when they executed her, she was like 17, 18 or something. Yeah. But now she's back to 12 or whatever, and she definitely yeah. still acts like a 12-year-old. <laughs> I mean, I think it's also because of how coddled she was even before, right. and she wasn't really ever given the chance to like mature emotionally, like mentally, um, and now she'll hopefully get that chance. So it makes sense to me that she still acts that young. Exactly. So I don't know about you, but for me, I think this is the, the show that I most anticipate each new episode. Yeah, I'm surprisingly excited to see this every week. There's actually a lot of shows I feel that way about, but like this one, um, I actually enjoy this one even more than Villainous, but I like them both. Yeah, and I I wouldn't say it's like the best show of the season. Oh, no. It's it's so much fun to watch each episode. It's fun, and you know what? It's like the time of year, it's winter, you know, I just want to laugh. (laughs) Exactly. It's doing just that. Yeah. 
It's a great show. And is this one only 12 episodes or is yeah. it longer? No, no. no only 12 episodes. Yeah, we're going to be done soon. A, this one's based on like a lot of light novels, right? So it might get a sequel. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I'm kind of curious because I guess she does have some other kingdoms that she could like deal with, right? That they've been hinted at. I don't quite know what else more that we would go to as like a cliffhanger if they'll just like end it neatly here or if they'll hint at something else. But I'm totally down to have another season of this. Yeah, it doesn't seem like we're at all close to the full ending, right? Because we we don't even know who these mysterious bad guys are yet. Yeah, that's true. And her her romance has barely developed. A lot of the characters, it feels like we've just met them and that's it. Yeah. So it sounds like we'll both be there for it if they decide to do another one. Yeah, for sure. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual account at Draggles underscore Coon and at Marina BMB. Listen to and review us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. Thanks for listening. See you next time.